Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile Hour. I'm your host, Erica the Bibliophile, and we are jumping into part two of She Gave Her All to the Hood's Finest. So let's just jump right in. This would be, I also want to add, this is day two of 31 days of doing a podcast a day. Let's get started. So after Kamira hears the disgusting things that Brielle says, she runs out of the studio. Tony chases after her, but she breaks up with him after she fully learns the extent of his relationship with Brielle. Because he tried, you know, when they first met each other and she introduced herself as his sister, but she wasn't giving off the sisterly vibe. She was looking Kamara up and down. And she asked him about that and he said it was nothing. Then to find out it's way more than nothing. They break up. So Tony immediately goes back to his old ways because, of course, it's like I let her in and she break up over nothing. So it's back to whoop-de-whoop, whatever. So he calls a girl to the house after Kamara refuses to sleep with him. Because remember, she just moved in with him. And Kamara can hear and she starts to cry. Tony comes in and gives her head to put her to sleep so he can go back out there and have sex. Because he feels bad about hearing her cry, but it didn't stop him from still sleeping with the girl. Because... Technically, they are broken up, so she can feel away because, of course, she wants to be with him, but it's just like, how can I be with you? You sleep with your sister, even though it's his stepsister, and it's just like, you tried to make me kind of feel crazy when I knew something was going on, and then it's like, you call this girl to this house, you couldn't leave? Why would you call her here? But anyway, um... Kamara goes out to find an apartment because she's like, you know, we're not together and what you just did last night was toxic and I can't be around it. So she calls Tony to get her bed out of his storage and he hangs up on her and shows up to the leasing office where she is and make the landlord tear up the check and the application. Because even though they're no longer together, and he doesn't want to be with her anymore anyway. She's not moving out. Like I said, just a man not wanting to talk about his emotions, but doing all this other crazy stuff. So Tony meets a woman by the name of Nala. She's a singer who auditions for him. He tells her she has potential. And as soon as she hears that, she starts flirting, says she knows him from around the way and always wanted to meet him then proceeds to give him oral right in the studio. I'm just like, how do you come there for work, auditioning, saying you want to be a singer, and just because a man tells you you have potential and he's good looking, you just automatically drop to your knees. Like, it would be crazy if he didn't even work with her after that, because it's like, you going to do this every time you got to work with somebody? Tamara meets with Ruby at the mall, And a rapper by the name of Dime invites them, but more specifically Kamara, to his birthday party at the club. They agree, and while she's at the party, Tony shows up and acts a fool. He slaps Dime. He, I think, shoots out the the light, making it crash down in a party. Like, you know, who invited my girl to this party? 
And at first, Dom just tells him, hey, man, I didn't know it was your girl. And when he slapped him, he said it was because don't say it like you putting me on or something or trying to put me in my place. And he walks out hand in hand with Kamara while taking a bottle of liquor while also dancing to the music in the club. It's... I'm telling you, this is why I love books because you can literally write whatever you want. And it's, you know, like, it's great. Because imagine that. Like, you seeing a dude who came in the club, shot up the club, and then just walks out two step in. I, okay, anyway, back to the story. So, Ruby, not Ruby, Brielle goes to her mom's house. Jilly is there. And. Of course, Jilly doesn't know about their relationship, and Jilly is still upset about Tony beating up Vernon, so Brielle questions her about Kamara, and Jilly tells her about the double date, so Tony calls her, telling her to come to the studio and to bring food, which she rushes to do because she somehow feels he's going to have sex with her or want to talk to her, and... He makes her go to Kamara's job to explain the situation between them and tell her how it's old and he hasn't had sex with her in so long and she only, you know, tops him off from time to time. And she actually does it. Like, she goes to the spa getting a facial, but while she's getting the facial, she's explaining to Kamara about the situation. And Kamara has to reach up for something so her stomach is exposed a little bit. And she's not, and I don't want to say big, but her stomach hasn't rounded out yet. She's still like, I think, maybe a month, maybe two. So it's just a little pudge. But Brielle sees it and she is crushed. And Kamara tells her, you know, don't ever come back to my job again. I don't care what you or Tony do. It don't even matter. Shanice gets tested after sleeping with Raheem and everything is negative. And it's just like, shouldn't y'all have done that before y'all slept together? And I only say that because you can see the vibe. So if you feel yourself getting ready to do something, because I don't care what people say that, it just happens. Nothing ever just happens. Not in my book. I just, I don't believe it. Nothing Everything is for a reason. It has a purpose. So while y'all was talking and flirting and kissing, you knew it could have led to something. So that's just something to talk about. Um, She gets jealous of Paul's former nurse who came to visit him. Because it's like the lady, her scrubs a little too tight. She got makeup on, her hair done. And... Also, this nurse throws shade at Shanice for working too much, saying Paul is constantly left on his own, and that's why she comes to check on him. And it would have been a fight right there, but Paul, like, kind of got in the middle and smoothed things over. But I definitely would have said something to her, like, what goes on between me and my husband is none of your business. I don't care if you sit with him all day long. That's my husband. That's my business. You have no right to say anything to me about it. She tells Kamara about her rendezvous with Raheem, which is just like, okay, so what happens now? Because she didn't talk to him, and it's like after it happened, she kind of 
rushes out. So I don't even, I wouldn't have told nobody. I'm sorry. And that's another thing because that's how your business gets out. Even if your friend, like just say your friend, because not even to this situation specifically. When you get to telling people stuff, of course, it's going to give back to your significant other. If you do dirt, do dirt by yourself. Okay, so. Tony goes over to Nala's house for sex. She has a son who's Tony takes the to to the next door neighbor and like gives them five dollars to watch him. And Nala fails to mention that she also has a boyfriend who comes home while Tony is standing in the kitchen drinking water, talking to Nala. And Tony tells him to pick up his son from next door and makes him stand out of outside of his house while he finishes drinking that glass of water later he goes out with the crew and joy shows up questioning him about kamara's pregnancy and she brings up the four abortions i hope you know no matter who the mother is all your kids should be treated the same and it's like what kids you aborted these kids i don't have no kids And, you know, like, technically that baby ain't here yet either. So it's like, I have no children. And what are you talking about being treated the same no matter who the mother is? And he tells her, I hope you know no matter, wait, no. He said, and they would have been. See, what you wanted was for the mothers to be treated the same. And that would have never happened. Because it's like, you talking about how he treated her because she's pregnant. At no point did he make her get those four abortions she decided to do that on her own thinking that's what he wanted but she never had that conversation with him and if she did I'm pretty sure it was a whatever do what you got to do thing so that's her fault but she's trying to make it about Kamara when it's not about her it's about herself Kamara tries to move out again and actually gets an apartment and you know like she has a blow-up mattress, and, you know, like, she's just trying to move on, but Tony shows up and makes her come back home, and when she tries to refuse, he shoots up the blow-up bed, so, of course, she has nowhere to sleep, so she has to come back. The night of the big showcase that everybody's going to, Tony asks her if she still wants to come, but she says no, because she has plans on you know, leaving again. So Ruby calls and begs her to show up because, you know, Kamara is pretty and it would work in her favor to have a beautiful woman there. So she goes, she sees Tony getting twerked on and attacks him, which turns into a mini argument between them. And she tries to leave but bumps into Stallion, who fills her up again, and Tony hits him, which turns into a brawl. And Kamara tries to help Tony out, like, in the fight, but one of his homeboys, like, picked her up and put her to the side. Because it's like, one, you pregnant, and two, my boy would kill me if I just let you continue to fight like this. Like, no, nah, we got it. Uh, where are we? So when they get home and she's cleaning him up, because he got, I think, hit in the face. So his nose is a little red. They have a conversation and they put all the BS behind them and they're back together again. 
Armand gets a $2,000 check for an ad he did, but the idiot buys a Balmain jacket for $1,900 and she cusses him out, which I would have too, because it's like, you got a check for $2,000 and you buy, and it's like, after taxes, you're not even left with a hundred, you're not left with anything. Like, why would you spend your whole check on one jacket and his excuse was all of his friends were buying things and he didn't want to be the only one without something. And I'm like, excuse me, I've been paying for everything and you don't contribute to this house at all. And the first time you get some money, you go and buy a jacket. And he really like kind of brushes her off and she allows this to happen. So it's like, while Ruby is in a messed up situation, Ruby is allowing herself to be in this messed up situation because no amount of so-called love is going to have you paying all the bills while a grown man just spends all his money on himself and you allow it. Because, okay, he don't have a regular job because he's aspiring to be a model. So he gets a model gig. And then he just takes his money and spends the whole thing on a jacket. Why was he not kicked out that very same day? So Eden hits her up on IG to go to lunch and she accepts. And that's another thing. It's like you do stuff while you mad and then you regret it later. It makes no sense. So Raheem is at the mall with Phoebe spending money from a joint account that he shares with his wife. Shanice and Kamar are also at the mall. He tries to talk to Shanice, you know, just have general conversation but Phoebe walks over trying to stake claim on him you know like what's going on and she said something she was like oh nothing boo just checking on my man and Kamara tells her like I'm not your boo and it got tense for a second but of course everything was dissolved Eden goes to see Holly in jail after her brother makes a video on IG about how fake he is and he dropped her when she went to jail. So basically that's what the brother is saying like oh my sister go to jail and her so-called boyfriend don't come to see her don't drop no money on her books he just leave her hanging and she in there because of him and it's just like no your sister is in jail because of herself because she's a hood rat who goes off the deep end and she sliced the woman up. Like, that's her fault. And ain't no, and this is what I don't get about Eden. How you let Instagram and this man make you feel obligated to go see that woman. Y'all didn't really have no ties. And the fact that she whooped your ass and sliced that girl up, you can cut off ties with her and not have to deal with her. But anyway, he goes to see her and he finds out that she's pregnant, which I mean, he doesn't believe it's his and he really doesn't want it to be his. So he doesn't really do anything with that information at that point. At his show, he invites Ruby, who also invited her boyfriend and Tony embarrasses him because he's wearing one of those little man bags across his chest. (laughs) Tony was like, what is that, a purse? And another argument about money ensues and Ruby leaves to go hang out with, I dubbed them as the crew, because you know it's everybody. That's always together. Tony, Kamara, Eden, Raheem, uh, the other guys. I forgot their names, because they don't really play a big role. I think it's Abel. Anyway, 
Tony and Kamara leave, like, as soon as she get there. So she's left with Eden, and they go back to his place and have sex. Which is, I don't know. I It's only with monogamy. Because I also, like, I don't have a problem with polygamy. I would actually be interested in trying it. But it's like, if you have these boundaries set, then that's the thing. But if you agree to be in a monogamous relationship, I have such a problem with cheating. Because, like, if that's the case, just say you want to be polygamous or, you know, whatever the correct term is for the dynamic of the group that you want. Just say that and go find people that want to do it with you. Because it's like, otherwise, why cheat? If you're not happy, with which I can see why you're not happy because he's a loser, break up with him. And you can freely get into the situation with eating. But, of course, life doesn't work like that, so... Let me save my breath. Um, Amara and their baby girl is coming to visit Raheem. And when they get there, he's trying to get her to cook and stay in the room. And she's like, I'm not, I didn't come here to basically be your wife, which is so crazy because it's like, y'all are married. But I get what she's saying. Like at home, at her home in Las Vegas, I go to work and I take care of our daughter. I'm coming here to see you, yes, because I miss you, but I'm also here, like, to relax because he's looking for home-cooked meals, like, for her to take care of his clothes. And she's like, no, that's not why I'm here. I'm not, quote-unquote, here for you. And so he takes them to the studio with him, and Tony, he introduces them to Tony, which is a problem within itself. And it becomes clear that he has not told his California group of friends that he has a wife or even has a baby because when Tony sees her he thinks like she's just another one of his hoes and he had to make it clear like man this is my wife and that's my daughter and Tony was like oh yeah (laughs) anyway um Paul's health seems to be declining which is putting stress and strain on Shanice and Kamara meets her at a burger spot near the hospital. The nurse who said something about her always having to work approaches her about having her removed as Paul's nurse, which breaks out into a fight. And it's like, you should never approach a patient about you being, like, why would you go up to that woman and say, why did you have me removed as his nurse? That's not your business. What I do with my husband is not your business. Like, you getting way too personal. And they get into a fight about that because it's just like, who are you to be checking me? If I feel like I don't want you taking care of my husband no more, I don't want you taking care of my husband no more. And the girl, Kiera, makes this, says I'm slick, like, you know, I'm taking care, better care of him than you are. So the landlord tells her the check bounced for the rent, so she has to now pay a late fee. So when she checks her account, Armand has charged $1,640 for pictures. And she goes to vent to Kamara, then ends up with Eden. And it's just like, you're going to everybody but the person that is the problem. Like, you're continuing to let this happen to you. Like, he just had a 200 I mean, 200 a $2,000 check. Why he couldn't take that $2,000 and pay for them pictures? So he gets to spend his money on himself and buy a jacket and go out with his friends so he can look fly 
but then he's using your money that you working hard for to take care of y'all on pictures. And instead of cussing him out and putting him out, you go vent to your friend about it and then go see this other man who, of course, looks great in the light because he's a rapper, you know, eating, he's doing shows, he on the radio, he coming up on the low. So, yeah, it's like this man who's actually taking care of business looks great while you got this scrub living with you. But you can easily kick him out because it's like you can do bad by yourself. If you taking care of everything, everything, excuse me, why does he need to be there? And she's she's really feeling him. So then they start discussing her breaking up with Armand, which she doesn't do. And Eden starts to give her gifts. So now she's liking him even more because it's like, oh, I don't have to spend money with you. You're the one that's actually spending money. Shanice has been spending a lot of time with Paul in the hospital now because she basically feels guilty that the nurse was right. It's like she is always working or now she's out with Kamara and then she slept with Raheem. So she's spending time with Paul now. She needs to go home to take a bath and just rest and she ends up meeting with Raheem and going to a hotel to have sex. She's awakened by a phone call from the doctor asking her to come to the hospital and she finds out that Paul died while she was laid up with Raheem. So she just feels awful and terrible, which I mean, you should, girl, like, I understand, but you could just wait it out a little bit if you know he was declining like that and to know that you was laid up sleep with somebody else while your husband died has to hurt ever been listening to your favorite podcast and think hey i want to start my own then you need anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain first everyone's favorite word free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. After taking flowers to Shanice to console her, Kamara goes to the studio to see Tony because he called her and told her to show up. And he surprises her with a new BMW truck after he ruined her old car. I forgot to mention that before. So the night of the showcase when Tony asked her if she wanted to go and she said no because she had plans on trying to get away from him again, not knowing that he actually had a tracker on her car. She went outside to discover he had completely ruined her car. He sawed off the foot pedals. He took the steering wheel so her car could literally go nowhere. So to make up for that, he buys her a brand new BMW truck. And some more good news for her is her Products are doing so well online that a small distributor contacted her, you know, to help out with her business and she can distribute her products that way. Ruby is out here living a double life. She has not broken up with Armand for some reason, who has been going for a while. Like she's been calling him, not getting 
no answer whatsoever. But he was still using the credit card that she gave him. And it's like, why would you give him a credit card? That makes no sense whatsoever. But he pops back up saying he was on a modeling competition show. And he pulls out four checks. The biggest one being 6500 and the smallest one being 1000 And this does it for her somehow. Like, she is happy with this. And it's like, why? He's all the money that he's bringing in now does not forgive or make up for what's happened in the past. Amara wants a separation from Raheem because she figured out that he's cheating and not doing right by her with them living in two completely different states. But she is also possibly pregnant again. Jilly, for some unknown reason, married Vernon. And that's it. I really ain't got too much to say about that. Because I really don't like Jilly. Because she's a, like she's spoiled. People love to call me spoiled. But I'm like, if being spoiled is being like Jilly, I'm not like that. So no, I'm not spoiled. Kier shows up telling Shanice that she is pregnant and that the baby is Paul's. Which, I would have knocked that baby right out her stomach. Ain't no way you would have had it, sis. I swear. I don't care when no, I don't care how nobody feels about that statement. Do not come to me and tell me that you are pregnant with my dead husband's baby. After I done already fought you about coming out the side of your neck at me. You won't have that baby. I promise you, you won't. <clears throat> Kamara is fired from the skin care skincare spa she was working at for selling her clients some of her products instead of the products that they sell in the store and she tells the person you know no don't fire me I need this job and her manager says well are you going to give me a cut of what you made from selling your products and Kamara's like no that's my money those are my products so the manager was like exactly you're fired And Tony tells her she didn't need the job anyway. She was just using it as a crutch because she's scared to fully go out on her own and sell her products. She is making more than enough money and needs to fully focus on that and believe in herself. And she realizes that he's right and she's going to put her all into whipped by Kamara instead of, you know, trying to keep... Two and three jobs. Of course, she don't work at Club Dose no more because Tony shut that down. So now she also doesn't work at the skincare place. So, you know, you can fully be a boss. Ruby is still carrying on with Eden, who thinks that they're exclusive. He believes when they had the conversation about her breaking up with her boyfriend, that was her agreeing and she actually did it. So she goes home to sign for a big box and Armand has brought... Even more things for himself with her credit card, which I don't get in now. So after that, she invites him to TGI Fridays to break up with him. And once again, Armand took his money to buy something for himself, a down payment on the Lexus. And it's just like, so when he came home flashing those checks, you didn't automatically take one or tell him to sign one over for you so you could start paying some bills or paying on the credit cards that he's been using. He still took all that money and did something for himself and not for you. 
So once again, this turns into another argument, which what we're on argument three in this book alone about him being selfish. And somehow that hadn't clicked for you already, Ruby. I don't understand. And then Tony and Eden pull up. She had lied to Eden earlier when he asked her to meet him for lunch, saying she will be doing some portfolio building. So, of course, when Eden sees her, that's what he says. He says, portfolio building, huh? And they drive off. Phoebe DM'd Amara and basically spilled all his tea, saying that they were sleeping together, that he had another girl. And Amara wants a divorce and lets him know that she will be aborting the baby. So at first, she just wanted a separation, but now she fully wants a divorce and that baby is no more because he thought that would tie them together even stronger if she was pregnant. She said, uh, got a trick for your ass. He tries to refuse everything, but while arguing on the phone, he yells out, Amara, you are my wife. Shanice is standing at the door. I thought that was your sister. Your baby sister at that. So Isis catches Kamara outside of the nail shop. And she tells her that Prince was actually hers first. Because she's still trying to talk to Kamara, still be friends with her. Which is beyond me. Because it's like, sis, why are you still trying to be friends with me? I don't want to be friends with you. And she says she met him five years ago and had been sleeping with him ever since. And I think him and Kamara had only been together for three years. It was shorter than the amount of time than Isis is claiming to have been with Prince. And she tells her that then he saw her and became obsessed. Of course, Kamara doesn't believe her because it's like, I never heard you talk about Prince. Like, you had never mentioned him before whatsoever, telling me nothing about you having ties with this man But now all of a sudden, because you're pregnant with his baby and he don't want nothing to do with you, you're telling me this story of how y'all had just been sleeping together on the slide. And Kamara asks her, you know, how much is Prince paying her to lie? And Isis replies with not as much as he's paid those niggas to kill Drees. And it's like, girl, if I didn't beat your ass before, I was definitely going to beat your ass now. Like, are you serious? Don't do that. Don't ever just roll up to me and say not as much as he made those niggas to kill Drew. And you as my friend, you know how much of a hard time I had with that. Because I don't know if I mentioned in talking about this before, but she was depressed for like a whole year after Drew's died. Like that was, she felt like that was her soulmate. Like they was tight like that. So for you to so casually say something like that, even mentioning his death, like we would have to fight. We would have to square up. Okay, so yeah, this episode is a short one, but this book, because I want to throw this out there about all of my reviews. A lot of the books that I read have a lot of sex scenes, and I just, I enjoy them. Oh, I love to read about them, but to talk about them, I don't care for it as much. And of course, where I'm recording, it would just be awkward and weird. But yeah, so a lot of these reviews may be shorter than I want because I'm always shooting for like an hour and it usually ends up being like 40 to 45 minutes and I don't even think this one is going to be 30 minutes. But yeah, so some of the reviews may be very short. 
because I'm not going to go into detail explaining sex scenes. If I got an explicit warning on my episode anyway, so you should be old enough to hear about sex and talk about it. You know what goes on. And if you want to actually read it, go pick up the book. Any book I talk about, I encourage you guys to go pick it up. Go read it for yourself. But also listen to me and enjoy hearing me talk about it. You know, so everybody wins. Anyway, my beautiful people, this is day two of a 31-day challenge of read a book a day, record a podcast a day. And I hope you have an amazing evening, morning, whenever you're listening to me. Peace and blessings.